would you look at that? It's Ergo. It is indeed. I am Kiss. I'm Damon. And what we do here is showcase the folks reshaping the culture of Chicago for the more equitable and creative. I argue these people are reshaping the world from Chicago. So we got to now rebrand everything. No, no, that's I think fine. it fits. No, that's fine. I think no, 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 it fits. No, 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 no that's I'll not what I'm I'll review the website. I'll make some changes, Damon, okay? <laughs> I just say Chicago is so much greater than just Chicago. So that's true. Sometimes I feel the need to throw that in. Spoken like someone from Chicago, you know? and I, I happen to agree. So, yeah, we got another one. We do. We have an excellent episode with a very funny person today. But first, a couple community announcements. Coming up the 22nd of March... Let Us Breathe is hosting our monthly Breathing Room event series. The title of this month is Make It Home. We're addressing housing, displacement, the, the notion of home and homelessness, um, and also the, the decrease in the black population here in the city. So this is a cultural event. Come out and perform a piece to the themes or just in general, free workshop, meal, and all of the love and feels. Also, on the 15th at the National Museum of Mexican Art, is Femwave celebrating women DJs. One of the people on that show is Ergo alum Coochie Fruit, who I always love to see do her thing. She's fantastic, and it's always a good time. So that's at the National Museum of Mexican Art in Pilsen on Friday the 15th from 6 to 10 p.m. And then, as always, you can follow us at Ergo Radio. Donate to us. That info is on our website. Uh, I'm at Ergo Kiss. Damon underscore AF. And without further ado, let's get to our interview with the very funny, wonderful spirit, hilarious, Odinaka Ezeokoli. Good job. Uh, you know, we, we do what we can. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it. We always like to ask, is there anything in particular you would like to talk about and anything in particular you would like to not talk about? Oh, um, No. You you have a hand in shaping this too. That's really cool, and which makes me wish I was more premeditated. I wish I was mm. like, damn, I wish I would have <laughs> did some research. Like, man, I've been looking into Argentina, and I want to like, I, I don't have any. That is how I start every day. Like, man, I wish I had premeditated this <laughs> and done some research. <laughs> that just applies to my day to day life. Like, damn, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> I'm willing. I'm here. <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> but there was but there's some, something I could have done. There's some yeah. backdrop that would have been very helpful. I missed out on the opportunity yeah, yeah, for this sandwich. <laughs> every day I say that same thing That's to how myself. I justify every YouTube K-hole I get into. It's like, yeah, hey, I'm just trying to catch up on this shit I didn't prepare for, man. <laughs> well, this that is the equivalent. I mean, no, it's not the equivalent of reading a book. I was about to make a very Blame. false statement. <laughs> but... I do think there's something to be said for like reading things or watching things that have nothing to do with your life if you have the time because you're just curious and want to know more about them. Yeah. That's like a that's a thing that if it was in a different form, people would be like, you know what? Good for you having intellectual curiosity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know? I think it is because of the the nature of the inf- how you take in the information because watching and taking in sound and light is so passive. Yeah, it it, no, it's true. it it like debilitates you. But if you're reading, now you have to like actively go from page to page, yeah. and then it's symbolic and abstract. Yeah, you got to process. So these these symbols don't mean anything. We made up some fucking code that your brain is like, yeah, linking up, and then that's kind of like exercise. Yeah, it's definitely more active for that. Yeah. Do you have a, any particular YouTube rabbit holes you've gone down recently? Uh, astrology, which is embarrassing, but. <laughs> 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 tell, tell me more what is your particular embarrassment uh just all of it i'm like i'm really this whole that's i'm really curious about it like uh 
Yeah, are we, have we started? Are we in it? We're, yes, we're half in, half yeah, out. We're, we're, we're uh, rolling. We're this, playing. I am recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we may or may not use it. So this, this <laughs> okay, I was like, I was like, is it gonna be on the record? <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you ask about what you don't want to talk about, this conversation. <laughs> 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 I don't want to talk about my burgeoning <laughs> amateur astrology career. <laughs> let's 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 do it though. Let's talk about why it's uncomfortable. <laughs> why is it un- because I, I I think it's uncomfortable because I am so curious about it, and it's just nothing. Uh, I don't I don't think it's cool. <laughs> there are so many people trying so good. hard to yeah. make it cool though. Yeah, like there are a lot of cool people who are into it. I don't think it's the cool thing about them. And I'm always the like skeptic, cynic person when it comes to this. And I, I, at some point, I'm like, I'm just not going to be the one fighting. Like, this is fine if you want to believe. You know, <laughs> I think about it like, I'm not going to tell you not to think about this thing or, worry, or pay attention to this thing. But I, you know. I, I, I'm usually a skeptic too. But over the last like five to seven years, I definitely accept. And and someone believe that there's something there, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. I think it is rooted in something that is like observational and scientific. Yeah, it's not the 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 base concept that's the issue. Right. It is the way people articulate it and understand it. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. That. People yeah, just it's... make absolute statements. Yeah, and it's so much deeper than the way we think about it. Like, if you really want to get into it, you got to know like Cusps all. And all you gotta, that yeah, stuff, I'm on yeah. a cusp. You got to know yeah. your rising and your yeah. Venus and your all, yeah, that. Yeah, all that. So stuff. that's like nine back to variables. That's like 19 different variables that are interacting on top of your lived experience. Yeah, I think people yeah. don't articulate it with that level of nuance. It's very yeah. like cut and dry. There's not just 12 people. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> so like yeah. you're passive aggressive, it must be because you were born in August. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, it's because you're being an asshole right now. <laughs> or you didn't drink enough water this morning. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. Well, what is it for you that resonates? Um... At first, it was a uh, what was it? I, you know, my my girlfriend brought home a book one day. That's how it starts. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, I think you, I think you might have met her. Uh, she told me to tell you what's up. I don't know if you know her, but she, uh, her name is Yvette, and she, uh, yeah, she comes yeah, from Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, I didn't know you all together. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Would, shout I, out to would I know Yvette? You might recognize Yvette. Okay, you might know Yvette. Shout, shout out to Yvette. Yvette. She, I know Yvette. She told we me that your friends. girlfriend's roommate, yes, is one of her good friends. Yes, so absolutely. yeah, her best shout friend, out Jana. Yeah, yeah shout Jana. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, shout yeah. out the whole thirty-one. I'm not going to do the whole address, but <laughs> shout out to that apartment <laughs> unit and the people involved. Uh, yeah, yeah. So she brought home the book. Yeah, she brought home this book on the North Node, which is like a a point on the moon or whatever, and it's mm-hmm. like. It's it's like about like it's about your life path, quote unquote, which mm-hmm. sounds like what the fuck. No, that's fine. Yeah, this is a, this is a safe <laughs> Already, space. This is what the fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just read the general description. And I was like, this is not off. Yeah, this, 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 is, <laughs> yeah. this is not. I was like, this is not off. And I read the chapter, and I was like. I'm uncomfortable how much I resonate with this yeah, and how right. much this person is writing. And I was like, but the first thing that set me off was like, wait, you can read about astrology like not on the internet? Like, <laughs> like there's <laughs> things about that. astrology that's not on a meme? You're like, wait a minute, this is an Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a sentence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then another one right after. These are full sentences. <laughs> in succession. <laughs> wait, what? Like, you know, you know what you talk about. And this lady who wrote it, she was like 80 years old when she wrote the book. And so like, she'd be doing this shit her whole life. And yeah, yeah I would... And I, it just it just kind of it just blew me away. I didn't think I could resonate with something like that. Outside of astrology, I've always been really into um, self assessment. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yes. Mm. Self self assessment, learning about myself. Um, that's just how I work through my anxiety. Yeah, is there, that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah. Is there a level of like 
uh, criticism in that? Or is it trying to understand yourself or trying to change yourself or both? Uh, understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to underst- yeah, I'm trying to understand myself. Doubt is a real power in my life. Just like, mm. a, just like the Duke of Doubt, you know? <laughs> just feel like there's always, yeah. And it's a so, good AKA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like I have, degree, I have a degree. I have a degree in chemistry, and like I, it was because science seemed like the most sure thing mm-hmm. in life to me as as a, hmm. as, a, as a kid. And then eventually, you, you study science, you realize even these guys are making uh, educated guesses yeah, about right. about shit. The, the deeper you get into it, and so yeah. like always trying to find what's true, and then ultimately, what's true is I guess me myself. <laughs> but then, but not mm. just me, like in a like a in a narcissistic kind of way, but me yeah, hey. in my connection to everyone else, and right. just. That's like the thing you can stand on. It's yeah, like, yeah, I'm here. I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah, beyond, yeah. Beyond that, uh, okay, well, I'll accept. <laughs> but I'm not so sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess, um, yeah, learning learning about myself is something that, uh, and and all the different ways you can learn about yourself. It's almost mm-hmm. like I guess it's almost like a kind of religion, <laughs> like the way people like. People are like Hinduism, Buddhism, Christianity, whatever. I'm like uh, Enneagram, Michael teachings, astrology, like, yeah. like all these different ways of looking at yourself well, are very are, fascinating to me. And there are all of these different kinds of tools that might or might not be borrowing from some of those traditions that emerge like at the same time, culturally, at least in the U.S., where people are stepping away from large-scale organized religion in the 70s and 80s and into now. Like the, re- the rise of kind of new-agey thought or self-assessment or these workshops that are around stillness and presence and all that stuff happening at the same time that people are like, you know what? I think I don't want to go to church anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but there's still this need there for, for some place to be reflective and try to figure out what's going on, whether that's in yourself or in the world. I think like we don't necessarily, I was watching that, um, Wild Wild Country documentary. Oh, what's that? Yo. Oh, so it's on Netflix. It's about this cult. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm missing out on something. Oh, you, are. you are. This is, this is not a, a culturally shaming podcast if you don't see a thing. Okay. You're never going to do that. That is a Thank stance. You, because I, I haven't seen most things. That's fine. I saw Coming to America in 2009. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm late on everything. <laughs> but it's about this cult in Oregon um, that... You know, I won't get into. They would all probably of it. resist that language. They would probably call themselves. Well, we're not, we're not having them on the podcast. <laughs> so. Oh wait, no, continue too. So there's a whole story, but the the reason why I bring it up is because, like, it wasn't crazy to think of the fact that there were like hundreds of thousands of people. Was this what year was this? In the seventies, in the eighties. Was this with the guy with um, what his name starts with an O? Yeah, Osho. Roger. Oh yeah, shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. My girlfriend was watching this too. With the, bat, with the Bagwan. Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw. Sheila. Yeah. Yeah. So this shit yeah, is. Going. This, I saw parts of it. I saw. I just saw parts of it seen through her. Like this, is how I get everything through my girlfriend. I, I, I don't yeah. know if I live a we life. We should just have her on. <laughs> you <laughs> probably should. Way more yeah. interesting. <laughs> but the idea that all these people like put down their lives and went and moved to this like rural Oregon place and built this thing from the ground up. I want to know, like, how many people in 1983 in America were in some version of a cult or a commune. It's probably, like, well, I, I know it's hundreds of thousands. It's probably millions of people who did this thing. And we, like, don't ever think about that because a lot of them fell apart mostly because... The government, like, infiltrated or whatever. So you got the government, yeah. you got people be fucking, and things get complicated. <laughs> That's oh, huge. is that what fucked them up? Like that's, people were fucking not no. this one. This one, no. not as much. It, but it usually, happened. But that wasn't the downfall. Oh, okay. Look, people were fucking. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> but that, for once, that didn't make all the problems. So oh, the, show that was his name. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So, but but there was this moment that we don't ever think about, where like a huge amount, and mostly it was like middle class, upper middle class, white people, just kind of like 
put everything down and we're like, you know what? No, I'm going to go just do this radically different other thing because I'm not being fulfilled in my life here. And I don't think we even like think about that or talk about that because there's been a doubling down on it afterwards. I don't have a question on that. I just like, I think it's kind of crazy. And so for you, it, it makes sense. You said it feels like a religion kind of thing. This like self-reflection, self-understanding. Was there a like religious practice or an understanding growing up that like this is kind of taking the place of? Uh, yeah, probably. I don't like to admit it, but yeah. <laughs> I, I grew up I grew up pretty Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my parents weren't that, but I went to high school in Nigeria. I grew up here, went to high school in Nigeria. That's my, kind of my thing. Um, <laughs> forced on me by my parents. It wasn't like I chose to, but that's <laughs> what it was. And um, in Nigeria, Nigeria is like super, uh, a lot of places in Nigeria are super, super, super religious. Like that fucking, like the, you know. The colonial powers brought their shit over and yeah. people took it hook, line, and sinker like it was their own. And yeah, I was like, I mean, my, my aunt, who I lived with, we were like praying the rosary every night and she was preaching from the Bible. And yeah, I really, I really, really got into it. Like it was religion, God seemed like the one thing that was familiar in this unfamiliar land huh. being in Nigeria, even though it's my fatherland, but I was, it was unfamiliar to me. Mm. And um, it's how I, I guess it's how I assimilated in school. It was like, uh, <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was like, I noticed that. There's a lot of bullying in the, in in Nigeria in the school system. It's like uh, it's kind of like the British shit. So real hierarchy. Yeah. And uh, the the older kids can uh, not only punish you but kick your ass. And so yeah, just see. That's just like part of the game. Yeah, that's, that's just that's just part of the game. And it's like let's say you're in tenth grade and this kid is in eleventh grade and he wants to take you, but you feel like you could take him if you do fuck if you do if you do attack him, his other eleventh grade brother is gonna come at you. And so you know you don't really have a fighting chance. You just like. Mm-hmm. Unless you feel like you can take them all, and I, I was a very strong kid, and I knew I couldn't do any of that. <laughs> but I noticed quickly that the religious kids were never fucked with. Like um, if you were like if you were like going to church, I'm like, oh, that's holy, holy. Like leave him alone. We yeah, don't yeah. want to. And so I was like, uh, that was almost like a. It started as an escape. I saw my little brother going, and I started going, and I realized how they stopped fucking with me because it's like almost like this fear of God. It's like, oh no, hmm. they're the church kids, so we're not gonna mess with them. So I'm not trying to get smited. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 No, leave me alone. And so uh, that, and then. From that routine of like uh, escape, I started to buy into it, and yeah, I got, yeah, I got really into, um, I got really into Catholicism in high school, and so much so that like in college, I like was um, discerning the. I went on a retreat with other kids, discerning the priesthood. I thought I wanted to be a priest, <laughs> and that was, that was a thing for a little bit, and then eventually, but that was the, the gateway out. <laughs> Like going on a tree with other kids trying to be priests was like, uh, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> it was like they were like, "Do your research." I was like, "Maybe I should do my research." I was, I was, the more <laughs> I read into the history of church, it was like, "Wait, I don't know if I believe any of this shit." It's y'all. also just like, was yeah. it also partially who the kids were? You're like, "Oh, I don't want to hang out with these folks." <laughs> no, 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 no. I was no. Nah, they were they were okay. <laughs> they were all right. <laughs> yeah, they were. They weren't too bad. It was just, like it, I'm trying to be holier than thou, but I'm not going to act holier than thou. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they just seemed like I mean, it was Catholic, so I mean, how holy can they actually be? Like, really? <laughs> That's true. So. What was that provocation? That, that what 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 didn't make sense for you? I mean, this is this is over years. You know, I'm like giving you like the you know yeah. I'm giving you a whole bridge ten ten year thing in like one season. You know, so <laughs> like, I was always just a really obedient goody two shoes kid. And I never really critically thought about church or anything. Mm-hmm. And so when I started reading about the history of the Catholic Church, it was like, hey, we're the first church. You know, it was Jesus and then Pope whatever, and that was it. Yeah, and I believed that. And then when I started reading, I was like, wait. Wait, there's like a there's like a two hundred year gap between yeah. Jesus and like this. Yeah, they skipped thing. a few chapters. Yeah. <laughs> they just didn't find it. And that blew my mind. Like whatever, <laughs> it was like I feel like other kids questioned. I just ne- I never did, and so mm-hmm. it, it came it came to me pretty late, like in my early twenties, hmm. and 
Yeah, and and yeah, that kind of just sent me on this meandering journey. And I was like kind of atheist ag- agnostic for a while. And uh, I don't know what I would call what I believe now. But <laughs> somewhere along that path, I started like learning about myself. Because it was like once yeah. I lost my faith in like Jesus, it was like, well, what the fuck do I believe? Because this yeah. is the thing that got me through everything. And I right. thought this is why I my stepped- literal existence was wrapped up. In yeah, this. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this, this was everything to me. And <laughs> if I don't believe this, I don't know what to believe. Because I was taught that Jesus is, right. the, you, know, you know, like uh, I must decrease christmas increase like that kind of thinking yeah. right? you know even you know what i mean you're t- I, I feel like i was kind of taught not to value myself it's <laughs> almost like this is selfish version was a way to have faith in myself because so much of my faith was external right and, it, and, and um right you're pl- you're you're kind of like using it as a proxy and then it bounces back yeah as opposed to just yeah 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 it was like oh well if i believe the bible and i do these things that i'm good and now it's like well that's not no. You need to you need to know what you you need to stand on yourself. Yeah. But above all, and so the, it's been a journey of uh, yeah, it's been a journey of yeah. I guess reclaiming myself. Yeah. yeah. Where are you at in uh in it now? That's like a impossibly broad question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't th- I don't have a I don't he's have any. His girlfriend's Australian. <laughs> That's where he's at now. I believe that's the seventh step. Yeah, yeah, ring her garage and drinking water. That's uh, (laughs) a yeah. That's it. Um, yeah, I don't have a pretty answer for that. That's fine. Um, I think yeah, I think I'm just um, that right there. The silence. That's That's it. That's it. (laughs) But like, but honestly, like, yeah, just like kind of like taking a little more time to see how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are what are the sensations in me, and what am I feeling, and what is that telling me, and where do I go from there? Yeah, um, man, that sounds. I don't know. This, you know, yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna yeah. leave it at that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're allowed to be vague. Yeah, and still be figuring it out. I mean, yeah. I think that's part of the part of the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go back to to a piece of the story that you that you mentioned already. Growing up here, ending up in Nigeria for high school. I'm sure it's a long story. As much <laughs> or as little as you want to share of like why and how that decision was made and, and just kind of like what stands out or what has stayed with you from that experience that you are really grateful for. I was born in Atlanta, raised in Atlanta, uh, Marietta to be exact. And uh, yeah, it was like one of the first conversations I ever remember my dad having with me was like being four years old and my dad's like, I didn't you know, you are not from here, we are from Nigeria. You need to know where you are from. And yeah, I, was, I was like four years old when he had told me that and that didn't mean anything to me. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go back to playing with Lino, Thundercats, whatever. Mm-hmm. And every year he would say, like, hey, you know, one day we're going to go back. We're going back home. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'll tell my friends, like, oh, my gosh, yo, we're going, I'm going to Nigeria. This is going to be great. And I'm because I'm like five or six. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. really excited about it. And then as I grew, um, that never happened. And then one day, like, my, I guess because in real life, my dad had to get the money to go. And he's <laughs> he like, he like building a house or whatever where we would stay. And so finally when I was 15, my dad, like, got the, house, got the money together. He's like, yo, this is the ticket. Man, we're going July. 10th is happening, 99. My parents really wanted us to, to I guess, to have that connection. But me, yeah. me being here, I was like, yo, can we just go for summer vacation? I don't right. care about, like, family. Like, my family was, like, Rugrats characters to me. Like, I mean, I see them every now and then. They're imaginary, but they're not, like, I don't need to connect with them. I like, watch an episode, catch up. Uh, but then we actually, so then when we actually got there, and it was like, Oh, holy shit, like meeting my like meeting my grandma. Like man was she was like older. She was like walking with a cane, just seeing her for the first time. It was like, holy shit, I've missed this whole thing. But I was still 14, so I was like, I mean, all right, this right. is cool, but like, all right, do my time, like, you know, two months. <laughs> yeah. I go back. I'm trying to be the black Zach Morris, man. I want to be popular. Like that's mm-hmm. that was all the only thing I think about. My, but my brothers were younger. They were like, I was 15, my brothers were like 13 and they hadn't learned about Zach Morris yet. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they were yeah, they weren't concerned about that. And so they were they really got into it and the first pretty much year and a half I was fighting it. I was like, mm-hmm. man, I just I don't want to be here. This is not this is not my shit. Like I I just want to go. Um because school sucked. It was a boarding school. School boarding, yeah, school. But Nigeria itself was amazing. Right. Uh, and just being that being that boarding school system was terrible. But eventually, after a year and a half, something clicked. Where so wait, hold on. So you 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 went over there. Yeah. And then you got there, got settled, and then they sent you away to a boarding school. No, you, no, we, we we got there. We were there for a month. I'm uh-huh. like, I'm in the village. I'm from right, Oko, Oko village. village. Yeah, just so, so chilling for a month, and then we started school. So we got mm-hmm. there in July. School started in like August, September. Uh-huh. So it was like we had two, like a month and a half chill, meet yeah. everybody, cousins, family reunion. All right, hey, what we seen pictures, but and this is like pre internet, really. Like yeah. we didn't have internet, I would say. So yeah. or like, and it's not popping off. Like it's not right. WhatsApp, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. Um, pre my internet. <laughs> yeah, we need to call yeah. that something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like it was like like, when, like NASA had the internet, yeah. but that doesn't. Was, that was just like visual telephone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we, you're just like Prodigy and AOL and Yahoo's a big contender. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like this yeah. is the, what, what well, t- it's, it's on the rise. Yeah. People are betting on Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, was a shit. Like you know, Y2K was like yeah, basically was rapping on Y2K. Bus, I remember bus before I left Bus Rhymes and like, hey, the world's gonna end in 2000, y'all. Yeah. Get yeah. ready. <laughs> yeah, no extinction level event. One yeah, of its yeah. finer stranger projects. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember being in Nigeria, like praying in night. Praying in the year 2000 that year. That was a big religious turning point. Like, I'm going to die. Give my life to Jesus now. Yeah. <laughs> Bishop, Bishop bust a son. <laughs> it's about to happen. And then, like, the next morning being like, oh, shit, we're still here. Um, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is weird. Well, I guess I gave my life to Jesus, so um, <laughs> let's keep doing this. I wonder in the scale of, like, apocalyptic predictions, where does Y2K fall? Because like, are people going to remember it in 100 throughout, years? Throughout yeah. time, there's always, like, a big... The world's about to end. Yeah, hoopla. But I don't think I know of one going across cultures. I mean, that's got to be in the top ten. Y two K twenty two. That Mayan calendar yeah, got up yeah. there. People, Mayan calendar. Oh yeah, twenty twelve. That's one. a buzz. That's probably got to be. But I feel like that one's not as big as Y two K. That one's like number like twelve. You know what I'm saying? Like the, it's not the, the top ten. The plague was up there. The oh yeah, plague. Yeah, Cold War probably was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was pretty. Oh yeah, practical. Cold War. We was doing drills. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was talking with someone about, like, and I've talked with my dad about this, too. Like, he just was normal growing up that they would get under their desk every few weeks yeah. and pretend, you know, the same way now, I guess, kids. Now they're doing it for school shooters. It's like, girls, you ain't got to yeah. worry about the end of the world. It's did you do those? fucking Billy in I mean, your, yeah. In room. Did, did y'all have those in school? We had one or two lockdowns. Mm-hmm. We, um, yeah, we had, we had, ours were tornado drills. It wasn't bombs. Was it bombs? I remember being really scared. Hiding under a desk for a drill, but I think it was just tornadoes. Actually, one time we did have those drills a couple times, and then like I don't know, somebody had robbed somebody or something, and ran through our school parking lot, and so they treated it as if there was an active shooter mm-hmm. on campus, and like they were gone within like a few. But then Damn. like like a SWAT team came, and we got to like basically get the day off and chill in the classroom and watch the SWAT team surveil the wow the area. That doesn't sound like chill. <laughs> it was very chill to me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Watching the SWAT team go through. It was kind of funny. Yeah, it was like, it's excitement. It's not a good day if you're on a SWAT team. <laughs> like, you got dressed that morning, like, we're about to go. It's like, no, 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 let me just... It was clear that nothing was happening. With oh, okay, okay. This, 15, this 20 minutes, scary. Yeah. But they were going through their due diligence. Here's my most... This is a confession. I hope I don't get canceled. No, but here's my most... <laughs> my most uh, tasteless Halloween costume of all time. Uh-oh. Don't worry, it's not... We're not, not going to... Go, hell no. Okay. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> That's a dangerous sense. Uh... The, the code name for the school shooter was Mr. Gimble. 
Which, it would say, which school it, shooter? Like the, the, There's like so many now. For the drill in my oh. school, they would like oh, come over the PA and okay. say like, Mr. Gimbal has entered the building. Wow. We would all go against the wall. Wow. And so one year, I was Mr. Gimbal for Halloween. That's brilliant. Whoa. So I wore, As a like, kid. I wore like a suit. I had like, like a, I looked like a, like a spy, like a secret agent. Yeah. I had like a little like, um, it was actually a poker chip set, but it was like a little like metal briefcase. <laughs> And I had glasses. You ever see those like spy glasses with the mirrors on the sides? So you yeah, can see behind yeah, you. Do people love it? I would say it was about 50 50. <laughs> <laughs> I like the breath before the answer to the question. Like, ah! what grade is this? 10th grade, 11th grade. 10th grade. Oh, so, so you're very aware of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. yeah. You're pushing. I, was, I was Dwight Schrute the year before. I was like, I got to up the ante. <laughs> oh. That's a very Dwight thing to do, too. <laughs> You should have been Dwight being Mr. Mr. Gimble. That is that doesn't sound that triggering to me, but maybe I'm being insensitive. Like maybe I was like, eh. But well, Mr. Gimble never happened. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So no you, real... you, you didn't dress up as like one of the Columbine motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was a fictional school shooter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no. If you can be the code name, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. To personify this. Yeah, this code. That was yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I never thought I. I haven't even said that in therapy. I didn't think I'd say it on mic first. <laughs> and that's why we're here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sit on the couch, Daniel. Just wake um, up in a cold night of sweat. Gimble. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have told the people. Shouldn't. What does Mr. Gimble make you think about your father? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching The Sopranos too, so I'm like mm. deep into like mm. what a psychological study, man. Yeah, That's yeah, true. yeah. Have you ever watched them? Uh, no. Yeah, talk about being later everything. I never watched yeah. The Sopranos. Yeah. What's the thing you it's have? Still watched? there. Go, go. <laughs> it's just, yeah, there's you can hop time. right in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a show you have watched that nobody else has watched? Oh, is there any show that I've watched that nobody else has watched? Uh, I feel like I'm always I'm always late. I don't watch. I watch stand up. I don't really watch TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it would probably be like. Cedric the Entertainer's last special or something. But people watch that. What am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> the first thing that comes to my mind is Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which is like, which was like, a, it was a show in the 90s. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, it was like, um, it was like if, if, if Zach Morris, instead of freezing time, him and his buddies, like, they, they would do this thing of synchronized watches and they put them watches in the middle and then he would like go on a mission. Actually, it was just like, it was just like Zach, but just mm-hmm. more um, like a, like if Zach was more like James Bond, just like mm-hmm. kind of a little more suave. Yeah. Just, All right, I have to confess. Yeah. I don't know who Zach I don't Morris know who Zach Morris is. I'm going to be honest, neither do I. <laughs> whoa! Wait, 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 whoa, 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 I'm taking off my headphones, guys. I, 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 I we got to start this over again. We gotta, I'm going to, I'm going to walk. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> and we'll be back next week. <laughs> okay, oh, I'm man. back. All right. I just had to readjust. Oh, let me close the I door. Just had to, I, just had to, I just had to readjust. I'm sorry for the folks in the audience. Um, you know, I just I was going to play it off. This was. This <laughs> I was, mentioned it again. This was. You did. You yeah. Were, you know what? See, I got to realize I'm 34 pre- now. So everybody, everybody's not in my reference zone anymore. Mm. I'm not taking in new media. So like the things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We got to go. Yo, this show was hot in 1989. Y'all know about Saved by the Bell. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Before my time. Okay. The guy from Saved by the Bell. The dude, I, the main dude. Was like, I don't. I didn't have name recognition. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you guys know who he is. Like, he is actually kind of an asshole because he's, he's, yeah. he's just like a white dude run amok in his in his, <laughs> yeah. in his high school town, just yeah. like doing, getting away with whatever the fuck is going on. <laughs> Uh, wait. Oh, there was a whole like Zach Morris is trash thing. I remember yeah, he's yeah. made the, the Twitter rounds. At yeah, some point yeah, recently. yeah. I'm paraphrasing a, a, a headline I w- didn't click on uh, <laughs> right now. Or that's what a podcast. Is. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't even talked at all about what you do. Though people have been getting. You said you watch a lot of stand up. You're 
an excellent, hilarious stand-up comic, and you've acted, done a whole bunch of stuff. Um, when when you think about the like the way you watch a special, what ways do you think you enjoy it now that you maybe didn't a few years back before you were so deep into your craft? Now I have more jealousy. I don't know if that's a way to enjoy it. <laughs> but like when I see people really doing it, like your dad, like you're, like your dad's fucking hilarious. Like when I see people really fucking you doing saw my dad. No. <laughs> We said it was a therapy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually don't like watching stand-up with people that have been doing it less than 20 years because <laughs> there's such a level that everybody gets to. Like After that like that 15-year mark, mm-hmm. people just really get into themselves. And it's so mm-hmm. good. And it's like, man, you can do that. That's just what I th- I just have that thought. Like, yeah. oh, you can do it? It can be like that? That's how funny it can be? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's how real it can be? That's yeah. how honest it can be? That's how, yeah, like that... It just blows my mind. I'm like, man, how the fuck? Why am I not doing that on that level? <laughs> it is. Well, have you been doing it 15 years? No, I haven't. No, no. Right. So I think that, yeah. and I, yeah. I, I do think there's like a benchmark there. Oh yeah. Because you can be funny as fuck before that, but there is a level of comfort with yourself and a not giving a fuckness. Yeah. That comes after. Yeah. Because yeah. also by 15 years, if you're good, you've had some like career ups and downs. You've had yeah. some things that you thought were going to be the thing that didn't happen. Some things that you didn't think were anything that became huge. And you're like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna again turn inward and like just do it for me. And you're not auditioning as much, right? Because right. like at first it's kind of similar to being an actor, because like with acting, you need someone to pick you or like you for you to be able to yeah. sustain your craft. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. you know, after the time where you know. I'm not dependent upon these 30 people or upon this open mic host to like like me and call me back up. I am I am self sufficient in this. You you are less controlled by like external factors and trying to be approved and i think you can get deeper into the to the work that's my assessment yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's just yeah it's just like that whole um it's a cliche at this point but the whole ten thousand hours thing yeah, like, yeah, you, know, yeah. You, just, you just you put you put in the work and the thing that you do and you know it's not like you're like oh you hit this magic button i hit ten thousand hours but it's like you're just doing it and it's just it's just second nature to you mm-hmm. you're not even thinking about it you're just you're yeah. just you're just swimming in the thing that you do and it's beautiful it's beautiful to see people do that yeah, yeah. For you and your process and in that growth, like what, what's like a new comfort that you have on stage? Something that you wouldn't have necessarily felt like, oh, I have this tool in my toolbox or like I can hit in this way or do a thing that I couldn't do before. Mm. I've been trying to um, lean into, well, this is going to sound pretentious, but anyway, I'm a, I've, I've leaned stand up as a way of teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like if I, if I learn something or if I'm, Thinking about something like, oh, you know what? I could say this in stand-up and actually people want to hear this from whatever the energy I'm putting out. People want to hear this from me. Whereas (laughs) when I was younger, I was too focused on like, I want to say something. I want to give a message. But now I'm not being funny. And now I feel like I have more of a balance between funny and and saying something. And that's switch happened in the past year. I don't know what it was. I think I just got more comfortable. I was like, ah, I want to say this and I'm going to try and say it. So it felt uh, like a, you were making more of a statement before or you were trying to be just funny before? Which which has been the new thing to come in? Oh, I think before I was just trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. I think and I think early, 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 like maybe like the first three years, yeah. it was like, I was trying to be funny and I was trying to say something, but I didn't have the tool. I right. didn't have everything in my toolkit to say something and still be funny. Yeah. It was like, I would be funny or I would say something and that <laughs> right. wouldn't be funny. And now let's shift to the lecture portion of our <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, y'all don't get this? I'm just being real, man. I'm speaking my truth. Like that whole, yeah. that I didn't be kind of self-righteous about it. Hmm. And when I realized that, I was like, I think I'm going to stop trying to say something. Like, just be funny, man. That's yeah. your job. Just be funny, dude. Tell jokes. Yeah. And, and so I lean more into just like, just telling jokes and being silly. And now I think I've kind of 
been gradually integrating both. Hmm. And I I rejected trying to be like, um, I guess, having any kind of uh, like real, I uh, I don't want to say political, but kind of voice before. And now I'm coming back to it. And I feel, Hmm. um, it feels good. Yeah, it feels comfortable. Yeah, Hmm. yeah, it feels like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, man. That's That's so interesting. You almost needed a space to just like express. Yeah. And maybe always it didn't need a punchline. Yeah. And there's not really a space for that. Like, if you want to talk in front of people, you better be humorous or rhythmic or melodic. Or a college professor. <laughs> or, you know, have yeah, I guess a college professor. credits, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah, that's a certain that's, level of, of, of access and you're, privilege. You're kind of yeah. coerced into that space, right? If you, yeah. if you weren't getting certification from it, a student not just going to go show up to yeah. a college. Yeah, people just need to be able to talk. Well, we And we used to have... There used to be like a tradition of like public intellectual debates. Like that was a, like we were talking about this recently. But not even intellectual. Just like people. But I mean, just, just people like talking. Yeah, yeah. Having a conversation. Some dumbass debates. <laughs> <laughs> Some public dumbass debates. First, let's work our way up to the intellect. <laughs> Gotta know Ramen or pho? Which is better? <laughs> but I feel like this, is, like this is what all of like the capital D discourse is people trying to do that. It's just the tools aren't well suited for it. Yeah, and now we have a digital space yeah. to do it. Yeah. yeah, and but the tools that we have in the digital like aren't well suited for what we actually need for that. Yeah, I mean, y'all saying deep shit, but I'm I was just like, man, <laughs> I I think I just need to learn how to cook rice. Like you know what I'm saying? Like like and and what what like yeah. Set up punchline, motherfucker. Like yeah. that, like just very <laughs> Stick like, to us. yeah, just very basic shit. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, now you can cook, right? All right, well, now we can make stew. Now and let's make, make, a, stew. make a pilaf. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, sorts. yeah, yeah. So I feel like I was like, oh, so I, many dishes once you got the rice down. Yeah, yeah. So I was learning how to boil water, make rice, and then now I can like do a little bit more finesse. And I feel, yeah, I feel like I'm like. You know, like level five cooking yeah. school. Mm-hmm. There's, there's more levels. Throw some beans in there. Yeah, throw some beans in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red beans and rice. Yeah. God, I love an extended metaphor. Yeah. No, no, that was good. That was a good one. Was that was that off the dome? That's or? off the dome. Oh, wow. Wow. Kudos. Wow. <laughs> I probably read it some part, some part. It's probably for my astrology, actually. It's because I'm a Virgo moon, actually. <laughs> that you make rice-related metaphors. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. So without without asking you to like. To tell a joke, but we wouldn't dare. But <laughs> as you've gotten your rice cooking down, what is one area that like you've been able to communicate with in a way that you weren't like really being able to crack before? As you say, you're getting back more into like your voice, which you hesitate to call political, but I think we know what you. What, you're <laughs> <laughs> what dishes have been able to come? Oh, what? Um, I guess, yeah, I guess my most recent. I'm, I'm talking about the police right now. Uh, yeah, 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 and and in a way that I feel like if I did it before, it would have been very boring. Hmm. And now, um, yeah, now I'm just talk- I feel very carefree about it. Yeah, yeah, or like recently, um, uh, like oh yeah, talking about like I have herpes. Mm-hmm. So you say some shit like that, right? The air in the room just sucks out. <laughs> and so like, but now I just I just I just take that leap, and it's like uh, it's like. But I think <laughs> that's a funny thing to talk about because when you say it and it's not funny, it's like, damn, I still got herpes. <laughs> and everybody's just here looking at me. <laughs> yeah, you better make sure that you joke structure. I didn't get what I thought I was going to get out of this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, hey, you know, I'm just going to, I just, you know, it's like, uh, Deshva has a great line. I'm like, evil can even, the guy get paid for the attempt. And I fucking, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I feel like you just, you just, you just go through it like that. But there's always some, you know, I think in, in some things that people, in places that people don't go, like sex and like uh, STDs, like that. there's that's a lot of things people don't go. We talk about sex. We all love sex. Yeah. Sex is a thing. But viruses are some real shit that happens everywhere. It's just yeah. talking about things like that. 
Um, I noticed that even if it doesn't go, there's always somebody that really resonates. Yeah. There's always something that's there's always something there. And, and making it not a punchline necessarily. Like there is a punchline, but the fact of it isn't the punchline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact of it is okay. Yeah. The yeah. fact the fact of it of it can be talked about. Which is what makes it possible to then laugh at something some piece of at the absurdity of something related to it, but it's not like angling the joke at the thing yeah yeah and yeah. i'm like hey look at these people with herpes aren't they lepers of society <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which there have been many people who have made that joke that's how that joke is always made that's where we're starting from that joke is made every time nobody's saying hey look this happened this is how i'm dealing with it psychologically whatever yeah yeah, yeah. 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 that's kind of compassion with these people yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Get out yeah. The stage. Well, i didn't say compassion <laughs> hold on i mean they're still over there but i mean you're human so you so you the framework of, of teaching is really interesting to me and I, I don't know why like I've never thought I think people have like had like framework of like ah oh, this is a class or this is a seminar and it really wasn't tied into the content that yeah. was just kind of like a shape for the for their format yeah. but I hear you saying like at a deeper level there's like real processing you're doing for yourself but also information sharing um, yeah. and how did how did you like realize it as that so this <laughs> The honest way I realized it was actually learning about, um, I have a North Node in Gemini, astrology, honestly. <laughs> this is where it gets really embarrassing because I just read like the, the archetype of this kind of uh, person. And that was one of the things that it mentioned. And I was like, you know, that is something that my bravest self would do. Hmm. So almost like it gave me the courage of like, oh, let me try, let me try this. Mm. Let me try this and see how it feels. And when I started trying it, it was so natural. It, it, it was so natural. So it was like, so I look at things like that, like whether this is true or not, it's almost like I feel like each one of the planets and each one of the signs or whatever are, are talking about metaphors, are metaphors yeah. for examining yourself in a certain way and yeah. saying, hey, you want to try this part of your life? Like you might have this kind of shit in you. Go for it and see. That's I, how it worked out yeah, for me. I love that line. This is what the bravest version of myself would do, or this is me at my bravest, what I would do. And then let me just do that. And then as a result, I am living my bravest version of that, you know? Yeah. Like rooting it in the action. I, that's really cool. I wonder what's something that feels like that, like what your bravest self would do that you're not doing yet. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a big question. It man. is a big question. That's I'm, something and I, I'm, I'm, always thinking, I'm always thinking about that, asking myself, wait, is that the thing? Am I, do I need, is, that, is, this a, is this me? Is this the old version of me? Is this what I think I should do because this is what I think would get me successful? Yeah. Like, what's, what's the real, that's a, that's a question that I'm always dancing around. Yeah. What about you? It ties into a lot of what we've been talking about more and more recently. I think there's some, like, physical posturing related to masculinity that, just like the way that I stand, that isn't necessarily, like, the most comfortable way for my body to be, like, movements or a stiffness that I think I link to, like, a not cowardice, but, like, I know the braver version of me lets my body do a thing that mm-hmm. I'm not letting myself do now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, like, as base as, like, how I stand still or, like, what I do with my hands or, you know, how I walk, stuff like that, mm-hmm. that I think the braver me is a little bit looser in. Give yourself permission not to fit a mold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, and it's uh, you know, so much of it is self conscious, or not even in my brain, right? There's like, there's all these ways that we hold, um, whether it's repression or trauma or whatever, in different. I believe in like different joints and parts of our body that, like, I think the braver version of me leans into those things and you know loosens them up and lets them kind of move. And, and as a result, like where that presents is, I feel it in like a stiffness that sometimes I feel moving in the world. Wow. You know, I'm trying to think of a good example. Even just like in your hips, 
like there's a looseness that I think that gets locked down in a different way that's rooted in like a a fear or a protection mm-hmm. that I think I would some, like go some like hyper masculine shit. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like when you look at the way like women bo- bodies move or like queer bodies move, most like stereotypical normative men, even if they wanted to at this point, couldn't move. Yeah. It's that just, way. There's, there's just more fluid. It's, it's too yeah. much fluidy yeah. when, you, when you get the masculine shit just like calcifies your bones a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't, yeah. You just can't rock the same way. Yeah. yeah. That's some real shit. But you know, there's degrees of access to that, right? And I think there are actually in stand up a lot of performers, they're moving in ways that like express different things, even if even if the content of it isn't necessarily like subverting some of those things. Yeah, like the yeah. way that their body moves or even just like flows across the stage or the rhythms of their voice, like the the openness to the artistry of that, I think is an example of like that then leads the to the bravery of what they're talking about. How yeah. about y'all? My bravest self would definitely be putting out more work. I do a lot of things and all of it is based on a belief in myself of things that I don't do as actively as I should, <laughs> right? So all of th- this media making and all this organizing activism comes from, uh, you know, my root as an artist and performer and a writer and thinker. Um, and those things kind of can come secondary or come when I'm in the mood uh, and aren't being produced and aren't being organized and aren't collaborating with the type of people to, like, put them out in the world in the way that I believe that I should and would, if I was feeling the the best about myself, would be happening. Hmm. That's one of those, like, hoop dream thing fears that I'm, like, in the middle of. Like, man, if I don't get my shit off, I'm about to be old and have a lot of regret. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, I'm in, I, I feel like I'm in a 9- to 18-month window to really uh, lay down some some brave foundation that otherwise I, would, I, I might just slip into the, the cycles of life and hmm. become a dad of, or some shit. <laughs> so I want to like before I'm, before I'm a dad. Which we all we know where I want to be where doing life my ends. Work. <laughs> <laughs> life ends at conception. <laughs> no, life ends at dad. <laughs> yeah, someone else's conception. That's funny. You can be a dad and still get some shit off. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, yeah, but it's help, helpful when you got your shit going. Yeah, yeah. before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So focused, and I, I said that silly, but mm. that's that's me. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, I definitely, feel, I definitely feel you on that, and I feel like there is um. I feel like there's a fear of like uh, of of getting older and not being able to do your shit, which I mean, which lends some truth to because when you're young, you just have this energy and time to like do shit. But then, but also, when you get older, you still want to do shit though. You don't stop, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to stop doing shit. And some of it, I think, is externally imposed from like an industry level, right? Like yeah. this idea that you know you have to be young for things to br- be a breakout star, and like mm-hmm. we value something great being made by a young person over yeah. something equally great being made by someone in their 40s. We're just like, they did it at that age. It's like, well, it's equally, you know, that's like a, it's like a, like a trick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Nas made that at 17. It's like, well, <laughs> people wrote good bars at 40, <laughs> but we don't, we don't value it the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it depends on what framework you're looking at it at. at. Right. But I guess also I love stand-up and stand-ups. Right. Uh, I mean. That's a good it's one. Kinda, it's kind of biased though because it's a lot of dudes. Yeah. Right. Uh, which is, I guess, but. People, but you know, but I mean, John Rivers, like, people tend to do it all their lives. Right. And, and yeah. unlike other industry, pieces of the entertainment industry, you don't have to be 22 and look a certain way as a woman to be a successful comic. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah I'm not yeah. saying there are, like, no s- implications of that, but, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's. And that's it doesn't market to a younger audience, right? Like, most people to be able to, like, physically consume comedy, you usually gotta be 21. 
And so it started in terms with of going a, to a club, starting yeah, with the twenty-one yeah, and older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's what that, my chico. All the old people go to my dad's show. The motherfuckers <laughs> old. You <laughs> 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 like thirty and under? They it'd be me in the back. What up, pops? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was grown. They, they love that grown and sexy. Yeah, that grown. Oh, the grown. The yeah. grown and funny move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, you R- remember riddles every Friday or Saturday? <laughs> House of. <laughs> Let's also, tell- David Williams is on iTunes. Laugh tonight, be serious tomorrow. It's a Go very get good the album. comedy album. Yeah, look at that plugs for pop. As, as I'm dogging the bass, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta make up for that. Replace it with some yeah, You are yeah. grown and sexy. I, I, I do love, I do love the grown and sexy bass. I think we should stand up. I don't think we've ever told the story about that place we went to in LA. I'm going back to LA tomorrow. <laughs> this is one of this is a complete side note, but it's one of the funniest. Yeah, what's it called? Like, uh, the new. It's like the something Cajun. So we we do these workshops. So we were out at USC in, uh-huh. in LA, and so we were staying out. We went a couple days early. You know, you know, feeling 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 the sun. Yeah, yeah. You know. Feel a real special the way uh, Chicago is pretended to be when we get to LA. And so we're looking for moves, we're Googling stuff. I think the person who had our Airbnb told us about this great spot that had like, you know, crawfish and, but you know, like Cajun type of your dig. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, like let's go, you know, get this down and then go make our moves. Yeah. And so we get there and like the restaurant side is kind of closed down, but they're still serving food, but it's like a lounge. Yeah. And I found out they were actually Chicagoans. Um, and so it was, I don't know if you've like been to like the 50 yard line. No, no. Oh, wait, 50, is that on 70 something? 75th? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like the, the old school lounge. Yeah, like yeah, Dobbs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a few of those. There's like one in, there's one like on Chat in Chatham too. So yeah, there's like, like 80 something. System. So yeah. we're like 25. Yeah. You, know, you can't even get in if you're under 25. Our, right. Our, yeah, little, yeah. our little odd couple I've never vibe. seen that before. And so, talking before I moved to Chicago. And so we're sitting there. It's like, okay, you know, we can order a drink and order some food. So it takes like 10, 15 minutes. So everybody in there is over. It's like 57. 50. And I'm talking like. <laughs> like at The median age. 57. Yeah. <laughs> like men in like fedoras with feathers. Ooh, like women in suits. Oh my God. It's like. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> Some late migration the belly stuff. Button. Yeah. And so. <laughs> and so. Oh, we're sitting shit. there for like 10, 15 minutes. And La like, Louisiane. La Louisiane. It was, it was a great place. Yeah, uh, yeah. They didn't care for us though. And so, <laughs> of course. And so we sit there, we get the drink, and like I'm very familiar with this energy because like I've been taking around a lot of lounge. Yeah. You know, Uncle Rail from the city. Well, no, he's no. like the lounge champion. He's oh, my okay. godfather. He's oh, a okay. comedian. Okay. Um, so I, I get the crowd. I recognize it pretty quickly. Yeah. So we get our first drink. But it took like a long yeah, time. Yeah, we get our first drink after like 15 minutes of sitting there. It's like, okay. And then we start looking for food and then it takes like another... Fi- I'm like, oh, shit. We're in a lounge lounge. And there's two things that this crowd does not like. Young people and white people. <laughs> and we are we are, <laughs> we are checking both boxes. Both. <laughs> we should go. We are not really welcome so here. So we drink our drink and we walk <laughs> As these old heads are harassing these young waitresses. Like, what's, oh, up with the, you, what's up with y'all? I don't know what I'm about to <laughs> that was, That's the voice. That's yeah. the exact I know about the gator shoes. <laughs> you ain't got they actually had that piped in over the PA. <laughs> Put oh, a man. table in the front, please. Get the fuck out. Thank you very much now. All right. We're going to play some Teddy Pendergrass. Already in progress. <laughs> Already in progress. Yeah, we have a, an eternal Teddy Pendergrass playlist. Everybody just look like Eddie Lever. <laughs> 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 that, that's that's it. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a good name, Eddie Lever. Yeah. Yeah. Please ask your question. Yeah, but what, what's the oldest room you've ever played? <laughs> oh man, I believe I first played a room of Eddie Lever back in. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you open. <laughs> 
the oldest room I've ever played. Uh, probably it wasn't really a room. I was performing at my um, my cousin's graduation in mm-hmm. California, San Jose. My uncle, <laughs> my parents hate that I do comedy. So I got this one <laughs> uncle. He was like, oh, no, this is good. I like you doing this. And he was like, I'm going to fly you out and um, perform. I want you to perform at uh, my son. My son's graduating. And I was like, all right, cool. This is like in 2012. And yeah, uh, it was like a bunch of old Nigerians. And like, you know, I just like old black people, old black people universally, if they don't fuck with you, <laughs> they don't man, them stairs is fierce. It just go, they go through you. They're not looking That's at you. That's diasporic. <laughs> yeah, it's just like universal black. Like, nah, we don't fuck with you. When it's a patois, we, I can't do a patois accent, but like, this is like, we don't, this, you yeah. just see it. You just see it in the eyes. It's just like, <laughs> Yeah, that was. Um... I've been through too much to have to sit through this. <laughs> is the face? Yeah, <laughs> I, I have overcome and survived <laughs> way too much to be subjected. <laughs> I didn't go through all of that. Just <laughs> through, through to any of this. this. <laughs> that is hilarious. I let my guard down for twenty seconds, expecting to laugh. Uh, that is I so was born funny. in the 60s. <laughs> I lived through the 70s in America yeah. as a black person. I didn't I didn't march to have to listen to your punch yeah. lines. And you're telling me about how your dad doesn't like you. I don't give a fuck, okay? Oh, that's funny. I like him more than you. I'm on, I'm on his side. Yeah. <laughs> and these people, and this is my family. Yeah. So, people, right. so it's black it's and we're, yeah. we're related. So yeah. they know, when I mentioned my dad, they know my dad's like, oh, this is Ben's son. <laughs> and they know that probably that he doesn't fuck with you doing comedy like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, they're like, oh, we see why. Yes. <laughs> ben was telling me about this. Have you thought about going back to school? <laughs> Not, there's, there's compassion and disappointment. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the conversation afterwards, too. It was like, hey, you know, that was nice. Um, but uh, have you considered going to school? <laughs> it's not too late. Yeah. You're like at the, like signing autographs at the merch table. They're like giving you pamphlets for, for medical schools. <laughs> yeah, they're just like handing it off. Like, here, University of Chicago. I heard you're there. How about you check this out? <laughs> oh, man. Has that parental perspective changed in the last since 2012 as you've done more and things that are like tangible exist yeah 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 it's yeah it's been really interesting because i know i always thought um <laughs> i always thought that uh i think when i started i started doing comedy oh wait i graduated college i started doing comedy in 08 and i always thought like, i'm gonna do this and you know, eventually my parents don't fuck with it but you know i understand they came to america in the 70s that went through a lot of bullshit being here and uh, they just want a practical thing for their son. Yeah, I understand on some level, but also I feel like the mo- the the greatest thing about being here is that I c- you can do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, and that was really cool. And so I thought, like, you know, I'm gonna do this, and eventually they'll come around. I think we both thought that we would change. I think, like, I thought like my dad would eventually come around, and I uh, I thought my dad thought that I would eventually like I don't know like give up, yeah, give up. <laughs> and I thought my dad would give up life. Like I thought he'd be dead, and then I wouldn't have to worry about it. But. <laughs> But that's not how it worked out. Shout out, shout out to Pops. <laughs> We're all still here. He's listening. Oh, man. Wow. Oh, so no one's expectations got <laughs> But no, like, I, for many years, me and my dad, we, we didn't talk. But um, we've actually gotten a lot better uh, hmm. most, most recently. And uh, especially in the past, very recently, the past, like, eight months. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, I was on a, on a show on Netflix called Easy uh, last, last year at the top of 2018. And that was that was really cool. Did uh, you watch it? I know you don't watch it. But... <laughs> I didn't. Wa- I watched it once. Okay. I watched it exactly one time. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. have to wait eight to nine years until this is old for me to watch it. <laughs> yeah, watch myself as hard, but I watched it once. It was great. And yeah, it was really cool. Like people was 
blowing up my mentions from all over the world because it's Netflix. Like, hey, right. what's up? This is great. I love this story, whatever. Um, and now, and it was really cool to get that love. And um, yeah, just things started happening, getting representation, all yeah. that kind of stuff. It was like for immigrant parents, it was tangible things for my parents. My right. parents, they still didn't fuck with it. You know, like my parents, <laughs> like my parents had actually had an opportunity to be in this episode of, of this show. Like, I, it's like, I'm Principal Credits. It's first name, my first name, my name is first name in credits uh, on the episode. <laughs> and Joe Swanberg, shout out to Joe. Um, fucking yeah. amazing. So glad that he, um, he came to my show that we do at the bookstore. I'm trying to congrats on your success. And he fucked with it. And he was like, man, I like this thing you're doing. Your parents don't like you do comedy. He was really fascinated by <laughs> that for some reason. He, he likes relationships in all kinds of forms. <laughs> and he was like, man, I, I think it would be cool if like, um, how do you think your parents would feel of being on TV? Like, what, what do you think of like? I'm like, uh, this is before the show. It was uh, this is when I just met Joe. We just hanging out, and uh, and I was like, uh, I don't know. What do you mean? And he's like, uh, Well, I got this idea. Like, what if like I got this idea for an episode where like you are doing your stand up, and your parents come and see you do stand up for the first time, and on the on the show, and also in real life. And so right. we fly him because they never see me do stand up. So, so we were gonna fly him out, put him in a hotel. We'll pay him. We'll put, put money in pocket, like you know, AGs a piece, whatever, and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for a week, what do you think? What do you think about that? I was like, I, I, I don't know. My parents, they really don't like this. <laughs> yeah. so I don't, I don't, I don't know. And he was like, I'll right, we'll think about it, whatever, and just float. And so I called my mom. I, I, I called. At first, I called my brother. I was like, Hey, man, what do you think? My, do you think they'll be down with this? And my, uh, my was like, I don't know. I mean, mom likes money. Like, I think she might. Be, <laughs> I think she might fuck with it. She's always complaining about it. And I was like, All right. <laughs> I hang up. I call my mom. Mom does like money. <laughs> I called my mom and uh like, hey mom, I met this uh I met this director, he's kinda of fuck with my shit and um he wants to um he wants to put me on a show. He actually wants to put you guys on the on the show too and he wants to fly you guys out, you know, pay y'all, whatever. Um what do you think? And she's like, um, well, I don't know if that's the thing I want to do. Actually, um call you that. Actually, you know what? I will do it if you let me arrange for you. Uh, to get married to someone that I that I choose, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, what?" I was like, "What?" Man, credits she are hard to come by. She had that in the pocket the whole time. Right, she was like, was like "I've been waiting to pull this out," <laughs> and I was like, "You uh, right?" She said, like, "I should just call your dad. Call your dad. Call your dad." I was like, "Oh, I was oh like, wow, God. okay." I was like, "You know what? I need a break. I can't. This is too much." I called my dad a day later. I'm like, "Hey, dad, message director, whatever. Flight guys out, eight grand a piece, first class hotel, all that shit. What do you think?" And he's like, "Um, Odinaka." I need to know. And first of all, we cannot be bought. Okay, you cannot you cannot buy us. Mm. You cannot buy my son. Uh, and secondly, uh, do you remember the offer that your mother made to you yesterday? <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember that? I was like, offer? That was a ransom. That's not a that's not an offer. So that, the, I said, I said that's how much my parents weren't fucking with me. And doing you're like, standard. shit. I need an agent. <laughs> Just to handle these negotiations. Yeah, right. <laughs> Need a middleman. It's like, all right, all right, okay. I can't, I can't do an arranged marriage, but how about like uh, a one night stand? Can we how do about like that? a fifty-fifty we... split? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, how about the girlfriend? She comes on the weekends, and then uh, the rest of the week. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'll marry her if you can get me just for less. How's that? <laughs> Have you worked any of this on stage? Huh? No, I haven't. No, I haven't oh talked. I haven't, ta- I haven't talked about that. That's, uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. That's just what happened. <laughs> so, so they ended up not doing the show. No, they did not. Or, they're, 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 they're married now. Well, <laughs> well, the girlfriend out? I've been talking about, so she's from Oko, um, and uh, she's my village. And no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they didn't, they didn't do it. The, the whole, ep- the whole scope of the episode changed, um, and but I was still in it. And um, but eventually, um, 
they had to respect a little bit more because I've been doing it for a while. I've been doing it like oh, at that point, I've been doing it for like nine years, and I, I've, I, for them, there weren't any tangible, the, the right, tangible right. results. But for me, it was right. like, yo, I'm just, I'm, and for me, it's just like I do, I do this for the art. This is my craft, and yeah, I'm on the path. Whatever, whatever comes, it doesn't matter. Right. I'm just, I, I'm. I'm honoring the I'm honoring the creativity in me. That's 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 what it is for me. Right. And so, but yeah, you, that's hard to explain. That's hard. That's hard. You yeah. can't explain it. unless you're on that wavelength. That doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> Which yeah. I get that. That sounds like woo woo yeah, woo yeah, talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's actually in the preface to the astrology book. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, but eventually, like uh, yeah, I did and then there's some more cool things that I wrote for for this uh, NPR show. Wait, wait, don't tell me. I got to write for like a few episodes of that. And so like they were able to they were able to come around. And they're huge. Wait, wait, don't tell me fans. <laughs> They don't know what the fuck that is, yes. but they like the checks. They like that. Yeah, they're, that, they're, that helps. yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, able to being being able to see that. I mean, I don't like that. That's how they came around, but that is how right. they came around. And and at the end of the day, I still love them, right. uh, even though we weren't able to see eye to eye on this because my parents are so traditional. My dad, especially, is so traditional that for him, and talking about masculinity, the only value a man has is getting a family. Getting a family, taking care of a family—that is your worth as a man. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing, if you're not, if you're not doing that, then you don't, you don't mean anything. You're mm-hmm. not actually a man. And so that is where that's that's where we butt heads. But eventually, uh, last year we have a conversation, and he was like, "You know what? I didn't like this, but I, I see that you're very determined, and, and and you're doing it. And I give you, I give you my blessing, which mm-hmm. which meant I was so I, I I didn't know that I wanted to hear that. Yeah. I didn't. I, I had. I had told myself that this does not matter. Yeah. But when he told me that, I was like, I was so happy. I was almost. I was embarrassed. I was like, man, I. I re- thank you for. Yeah. Thank you. I'm really glad. And I think that was only able to happen because part of the reason, the big reason, why it happened besides all like the tangible things, but like energetically, eight months before, I was talking about a friend of mine about my relationship with my parents, and she was like, you know, you're kind of yelling right now. <laughs> <laughs> like you're really angry. You got a lot of anger here. Um, I think you need to deal with that. I was like, I'm not angry. <laughs> I'm just saying how I feel. I was like, I'm just doing a funk master flex impression. <laughs> Dr. Dre on every track. Yeah. Hey little nephew, I told you I know you said you want a place like mine. <laughs> Anybody can get it. The hardest part is keeping it. Why is Dr. Dre yelling when he's talking to Kendrick on <laughs> giving him this yeah, aspirational advice? <laughs> Yeah, like, yo, Dre, it's cool. Dr. Dre the, is weird. The 90s are over, man. We don't have to talk about it, but he's, he's, he's a weirdo. Weird. He is weird, but he's a billionaire, so we let him be weird. I bet I he's know. a Scientologist. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. He looks Scientology adjacent. Yeah. He looks Scientology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that was exactly what I was about to say. That's so funny. I remember at some point, not long it's like, ago. like, what's up with all these face muscles? Right, and you made you made a point at some point. <laughs> yeah, you got all these muscles in your face. Yeah. You mentioned at some point this idea of when... Uh, you see a black dude who had a mustache and then shaves the mustache. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's clean shaven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like looks, that's an indicator. Yeah, yeah. It's an indicator of Scientology. Of something. Of something. <laughs> you either grow up stashless, <laughs> but to remove the stash. <laughs> In your thirties or forties. <laughs> to remove the stash is usually a, a signal. Nigga, that's hilarious. <laughs> like we don't trust you, son. Where's your mustache? Yeah. Let's, let's actually be our cola chaser. <laughs> Nigga, where's your stash? Where's your stash? <laughs> Where's your upper lip cover? I need to see this. <laughs> it's usually like, you know, some Don Lemon, like I'm trying to cover the news. I'm not yeah. trying to talk to y'all. Oh, shit. That's your, that's, it's like an ID. Yeah, it's like I, I got meetings with Apple and Jimmy Ivey. Yeah, exactly. Let me just... <laughs> let, me, let 
and he keep doing these face squats. I don't know how the hell his jaw bones got so damn strong <laughs> 20 years later. Oh, they're yeah. yelling. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I grow a mustache, man. I'm so mad about a full mustache. But to, to end, to, yeah, anyway, yeah, to, yeah. to go back, to, the, thing, the thing that got, the thing that, when she told me, I hung up the phone and I was like, this is true and I'm gonna... I need, I need to forgive my parents somewhere. And did so you re- realize before that that you were carrying this anger toward it? No, I did not. I She blew my mind. She said that shit. I was mad at her for saying that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how dare you? And I, I was like, actually, I think she's right. Because I'm I'm mad. Why the fuck am I mad right now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I wrote, I wrote a letter. I was like, I wrote a letter to my parents. Like, forgive me. I never said it to them or anything. But I just like, I wrote that. All the things they said to me, all the shit that I thought was fucked up. And I wrote it all down, and I was like, and I, I sat in those feelings, and I got even more mad writing it. And then at the end, I was like, I forgive you. And that was a really, yeah, it's huge. that was a, sh- that shifted, that shifted my energy towards them. But not like, I didn't call them or anything, but it just like, I feel yeah. like it, it, it opened some room up. Hmm. And like eight months later, me and my dad had, to com- had this real conversation and talked about, um, yeah, just talk about my, my current relationship and the, how I don't care about this marriage, kids thing that you're talking about, whatever. And we just kind of had, we, we met somehow in the middle and it gave me that blessing and, it, and uh, I felt like um, that forgiveness letter really opened it up and just like uh, yeah that was the end of that that's, that's the end deep. of that right? isn't big. it beautiful when someone who you're like oh no no they're staunch and hard in how they stand yeah and then they show you that that's not the case because they love you yeah yeah you and I, yeah and in a way but I was also staunch and hard and right. honest because I was like I'm not gonna well, I'm not you, gonna see guess you guess who you learned that from <laughs> yeah right you I know? mean we, we are kind of similar we do have kind of a similar brand of stubbornness mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, that's a beautiful thing I forgot what the question was I don't know why I was so adamant about finishing that no it's it's important (laughs) it was a good story it's important so are there things that you are with that blessing willing or or starting to figure out how to talk about on stage that maybe subconsciously you weren't before Um, is is that linked to that like opening up maybe no that's a leading question please reject it (laughs) no no I mean I think I, I, I think uh, that was somewhere, thankfully, I think I was already doing that work for myself. I already given myself permission to do. I mean, if I was waiting for them to, to even start, I would never right. would have fucking started. Right. But I think it just, I think that was just more on like a personal, on just like a personal front. Like I maybe I might not even be conscious of how that opened me up, to be honest. I just know that if I felt lighter, hmm. I just, I know that I felt lighter and maybe it did. I, I, I But I, I'm not conscious of it. I, I know <laughs> I felt lighter in general. And right. Forget was, about on stage, yeah. just like walking down <laughs> yeah, the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, and that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, or let me ask it. I'm going to flip it on, mm. on you, Dan. Are there things that, um, how's you and your dad? <laughs> <laughs> you and your dad seem like y'all have a really cool relationship. Yeah, that's my nigga, man. Yeah. I can't even lie. Like, yeah. Pretty hundred grand. He's a great guy. He, yeah, yeah. He looks out for me. How are we? Yeah. Um, or like, what's changed? In the work that I do, and because I'm internalizing so much like communal trauma, uh, I think he's just become aware of my mental health in <laughs> ways that like he just checks in very intentionally that I appreciate. It's cool because I'm I'm less dependent upon him now. And so that was a <laughs> thing yeah. that like kind of kept us tied. So it's cool to like just be checked on and not feel guilty for needing him and not feel mm. like a a fully fledged adult. And so like having my own place and not staying in his spot and, you know, being able to just to get around more without him uh it's kind of where we're at right now but yeah, yeah. he's the shit man shout out shout out Damon shout out Williams Bums, yeah. He, yeah he he does the damn thing he is like 
He's he's a DAD capital capital. <laughs> he, he holds it down, man. That's great, man. <laughs> yeah. How are you? How are you? Things in, are good. Big, big there, kiss. There was a big kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you called him growing up? <laughs> big kiss. I'm home from school. <laughs> there was a uh, a moment recently where so I I got the opportunity to co-host the morning show on Vocalo a couple times in the last month, and. Um, I don't, I talk so much on microphone at this point. I don't ever expect my parents to listen. Like it's, it's too much content. (laughs) Like I don't, they don't need to hear this anyway, (laughs) but they, I did like live stream a little bit of it and and they watched it or heard it. And my dad, um, like they call he was calling to like congratulate me, but he did it in kind of like the negging way of like. Well, well, that line didn't make any sense, or something like that. Uh, <laughs> like I knew, I knew his intentions. Yeah, but it was like a like he pointed out the two things <laughs> in 15 minutes of me talking on microphone that were just me riffing that didn't make any sense. And so the difference is between now and the pet was that I was able to say to him, like I didn't get defensive, I didn't get angry. Yeah, but like within the spirit of joking that he was giving me, I like kept the vibe, but like was like hey like why are you pointing out those things um you know you, you i was like oh so you called me to tell me the things that i did wrong yeah and he was like no 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 no. i was like no no, i know that that wasn't your intention but like that's what that sounded that's like you to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like in my eye message when you said this you made me feel this <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah, basically yeah. and so it was like not yeah, weird you're in but- a relationship for sure <laughs> <laughs> You're killing it over here. Shut up, but so then I, I like flipped that, opened that up, and it wasn't like awkward, but like we didn't like take a deep dive. I just yeah, like yeah, yeah. had that gentle like, hey, I'm looking at you eye to eye on this. And then we got off the phone and I was like a little frustrated at it. And then he te- he like texted me right afterwards being like, hey, of course didn't mean anything by that. I'm sorry. It came across that way. Love you. Congratulations. Yeah. And it was like, I wasn't like angry at him before. I like was just frustrated at it, but I knew that I never would have gotten that response from him in the text had I not confronted been it. able in that moment to like confront it in a way that wasn't oppositional, right? Mm. Like I wasn't like, "Well, why the hell are you doing this, Dad?" Yeah, like I wasn't, yeah, 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 I wasn't yeah. rebelling. I wasn't fighting back. I was just explaining, and that is like a brand new skill for me <laughs> with him. Yeah. Uh, so, I I think it's just like well, a constant. Sh- life shout thing. out to you. Yeah, yeah, it's great to be able to talk to your parents as an adult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. we're all talking about that, say, like yeah. growing up and yeah, me and yeah. mom's got that. Yeah, like yeah. encountering your parents in a new way. Oh, you, some you and mom have a have, yeah, we, yeah, where I can like tell her about things and like we have a very adult relationship. She actually texted me today and said she was listening oh. the first time. I'm oh, sorry. nice. I I don't know if she's gonna hear this one, but she was going back through the shout archives. out to oh, mom. She's gonna hear a lot of. I'm, shout gonna, out throw, to I'm gonna throw this Easter egg in there. Shout yeah. out to you, April, if you, if you get to this. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna tell her that. <laughs> I I do I do want to like bring in some more of that like global dynamic mm-hmm. and you know being the the child of immigrant parents. Yeah. Um. And I think that's an old trope. And so I'm trying to figure out like the specifics of of what I'm hearing of where we could go with it. Yeah. But that's that's what's left for me. That's what's on the table on the plate. Yeah. That I want to clean off. I've been trying to complicate for folks because people really hold on to this like there is this divide. 
between the immigrant communities and first and second generation folks yeah, who yeah. come from the continent and like yeah yeah the black 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 folks versus Africans yeah yeah, 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 yeah I left yeah, the, yeah. I left the fucking Facebook thread off this yeah, shit and, 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 last year and I hate it because arguing about this shit <laughs> it's a really flat like 1998 discussion yeah that right and there's so much nuance that's happening yeah. but, but I don't know how to like dress it up or address it but I, I'm getting really frustrated because. People come to me about like like for example we we had Amara Inya on here and like oh yeah that's my yeah. she's part of the reason why I moved to Chicago yeah. that's her big homie shout yeah. out yeah, shout yeah, out to yeah, Amara yeah. Inya and, and she's in her campaign and like my uncle's wife got like real passionate about how them Africans don't care about us yeah and, yeah like, yeah you know some of the dynamics occur but it was way overblown I didn't have the energy to like get into mm. it anymore in the way that I used to so I'm I'm just. I'm just moseying through words until I get to a place of like, <laughs> <laughs> if no, you want to hop in on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I get you, man, because I, that, that honestly, that's, that's, I don't have like a, I don't have a clear cut answer on this because I, yeah. I think about it a lot and I feel like it's, I feel like it's a really messy conversation. You found a way to make fun of it? No, I have. I've okay. started. To, I've tried to, but it's almost like like Chris Rock talks about his black people versus niggas joke and how like, you know how racist that joke was before it became the joke, yeah, and I feel like every time I started, I'm like, man, I don't like the way this sounds yet. It's it just, I feel mm. like I, I feel like talk about new. I haven't been able to com- capture the complexity of, of these t- of. I don't even want to say sides, but the complexity of like, I guess, uh, being being uh, growing up here and feeling feeling black, and then my parents telling me I'm Nigerian. And not feeling like Black American, and remember Nigerian, but not relating to Nigeria. Then going to Nigeria and connecting with those roots, and feeling like, oh yeah, this is I am Nigerian. But then really, ultimately, not relating, not really filling in with either. I feel like I see a lot of different sides. I haven't tried to talk about it now recently mm-hmm. in my current time, but just like all the nuance in like these schools of thought, and and still being fucking funny. Right. <laughs> well, and then so, to yeah, throw one more burden on, then it's like, well, it's it's not just a conversation that's happening between black people because then you're performing it on stage and there are other people. Yeah, in the audience, yeah, yeah. White and and, and also, where am I doing it? Yeah, yeah. So if I'm <laughs> right. an open mic at Coles or whatever, like in Logan, it's like all white people. I'm like, I don't want to. I shouldn't even be doing this. Here. Well, in the in the Chris Rock bit, like that's what yeah. a lot of people. Including him have said of like people that was one that people laughed for the wrong reasons that has become yeah. like a um like used as a weapon against black yeah. people. Yeah, know? but that part you can't control that. It's like if right. I draw he, if I draw a picture of a cow and you think it's a lion, I don't give a fuck. Like nigga, that's a cow. Like I can't. I have no. You, the artist has no control over how people are going to interpret you just it. All you can do is be true to whatever the fuck you're trying better. to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even draw better, but be true to whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. However you see that that mm-hmm. picture that you drew. Yeah, yeah. We'll stop trying to write your set. <laughs> <laughs> feel, feel free to like discard and not listen to anything we're talking about. <laughs> so, three years, so excuse for three us. years, David and I have been writing tags for nobody. <laughs> yeah, I mean you are a tag team. So yeah, there you go. Tag there you go. So, but I mean this is all a long-winded. I'm getting real theoretical and not really. I don't have an answer to like the. the I just there is a lot of talk between like. But I, there's a lot of talk between like people from the diaspora, people who grew up, pe- I guess people from the continent, the islands or whatever, people who grew up in America and like and the perception that there is no dialogue between yeah. them, that we don't have anything in common, yeah, so which is also. Perceive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also like part of <laughs> going back to fucking 1400 when they started this shit. That was the whole that was the whole thing. That was the goal. That was the whole goal. Let, yeah, let's make sure these people don't see eye to eye so we can keep doing our thing, making money off their sugar, whatever. And so. But I often feel like the people that have those strongest opinions don't on it. They just don't have friends. 
my African friends don't have they don't have black friends, right. and my black friends don't have African friends, that's true. and that's the whole thing. Like right. y'all ain't got friends, you don't, you ain't got no friends about the people you're talking about, and that's why you're talking so much shit. Yeah, that's what like, I remember. This is a corny story, that's but hilarious. you can narrow a lot of things down. Like, a lot of shit that comes out is like, ah, oh, you don't got no friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you say that who hurt you nigga? you know what I'm saying <laughs> that is like my, my my homie I'm not gonna say his real name but my homie my, let's say my homie Bob was, was in college is a, a homie Bob from college college Bob go on college Bob was from Cameroon and he came to America for the first time in college and he came here and he was like man Odinaka these black people man why are you friends with them I don't understand them they don't work hard da 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 he, he, he had like every single stereotype every single black stereotype you had he was saying it and I was like Bob you got here two weeks ago <laughs> who do you know who have you met what are you, what are you talking about and then Bob started working at the cafeteria he started working at the cafeteria he's with he's back there with everybody and he's and, he, and he's like oh man we're all in the same we're all just here making 575 an hour right. slanging mashed potatoes like yeah, yeah. and we're and we're bonding and we're talking yeah, we're having yeah. conversations like dude and he, he came back and he was like dude I was I was so wrong yeah. I don't know what I was saying I don't know where I got these ideas from and that's that's a really corny story but that's a true story that happened right. and it's like you he just had it interacted and we're I feel like I feel like black folks who ain't got no friends black folks who ain't got no African friends and African folks who ain't got no black friends are buying into stories that yeah, they the got from yeah they, yeah from white supremacy. They're buying into white supremacist stories and not having any real interaction. And I feel like that's what it ultimately comes down to. Yeah, that prejudice yeah. is real unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. However, and it just gets filtered through the yeah. trying. Yeah. However, I don't work hard, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so maybe that's not everywhere. But at least that one, that one came home, <laughs> nigga, to, to me. Nigga. <laughs> So if that oh if that God. was the issue the whole time, I'll take that one. <laughs> I like that. That's I just put the hours. I, I don't do it. Wow. <laughs> what a button on that story. Yeah. That's a tag I might use. Yeah, yeah. Feel free. Oh, Feel free. All, all content and IP from this conversation is shared amongst all parties. That that bit is in the creative comments. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Well, I think we figured it out. There it is. I think, I think, I think we figured it out. This fucking dumbass kumbaya moment. Yeah, yeah. We've, been, we've been holding hands for the last three minutes. Um, any? Uh, let's let's do the checkout. We've been yeah. doing this kind of new new checkout. Is there any? We also didn't check in. We never asked the original question, but that's well. We can ask it now yeah, as the checkout. Thinking. Yeah. So oftentimes when we start with more structure. Not oftentimes, every other time. You actually are an exception, so we apologize. Yeah, yeah, the, the whole <laughs> we, world question. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. all right, you've done your homework. Yeah, I've listened, I've so, listened to y'all, so, man. So now, now that we've gone through, and it's kind of cool to come in from the other side, we've warmed up, or in the cool down, how has the world been treating you, and how, how are you treating the world? Damn, uh... How is the world treating me? That question actually gave me anxiety. I was like, I don't, how am I, what am I going to say? Uh, well, that's why we loosened up. We said that. <laughs> there you go. And I'm still... Uh, and I start recording now. <laughs> <laughs> we was all doing a long-ass warm-up. <laughs> it's like, God damn, I still like came. I've been jerking off this whole time. Okay. Uh, that was... Okay. Uh, how was the world... <laughs> Wait, I just heard myself. <laughs> It took a couple seconds. <laughs> Yeesh. <laughs> you didn't need to hear it. I don't know why I said it. I feel a lot more with, comfortable with my Mr. Gimbal story. Now. That's not, We never get headlines, but now I know that's not the one that's going to get. Anyway, go on. I don't know how the world has been treating me, honestly. I don't know. I think, uh, I think the world, you know, I think the world has been treating me good. And maybe in this moment in my life, I don't know if I'm showing the full appreciation for how good things are for me. 
hmm. because I keep thinking about where I should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking about like, oh man, I should be here. I've been doing it this long. I should be here. I've done this, this, and this. And so this should happen. Da, da, da. And I, I think um I I'm in a like a I'm in a, I'm in a like a recalibrating space. Like, yo, let me see the reality of my situation. Yeah. Uh and how this reality is actually really good. Mm-hmm. And so I and I think I'm in the middle of that, and that's why I can't even say how has the world been treating me because I'm just like I'm on some recalibration shit right now. Yeah. Uh and I'm learning to be okay with that kind of uncertainty yeah and it doesn't mean that the ambition or the drive or the next thing doesn't have to happen but it's like can you root that desire not in a place of lack yeah 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 yeah, how can i not and i'm just projecting the way i've been thinking about that it's like not i'll be okay when i get this thing it's i'm okay and i want that thing yeah and then it's a lot easier to think about okay why do i actually want that thing what is that thing actually what what is the promise of that thing that i'm working toward yeah rather than just like the the logic of well, once I get that, I'll be okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that I kind of got delusion because, like, being on this show um, on, on Netflix the first time, you know, like, just like, oh man, once I get on TV, it's gonna be amazing. I got on it and it was awesome, but then, also, but then, still feeling the thing, yeah. <laughs> and but but also applying to get out other things, and then feeling like, yo, I feel like whatever you're trying to scratch, you need to really get rooted in yourself, bro, because you got this thing and you thought it was gonna make you feel fulfilled in this kind of way, but it doesn't. Right. This, yeah, but so. What's really underneath here that you're feeling uncomfortable with? And so kind of learning to feel comfortable with being uncomfortable. This yeah. sounds cliche, but that's what I'm working through. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Cliches are yeah. useful sometimes, especially when it comes to this stuff that like there that's aren't words there. for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're trying to like put words to like weird feelings and questions and discomforts. It's like we use what we got. So yeah. That's that's where I'm at, just being learning how to chill in this like lava bath i mean <laughs> maybe not a lava bath but it's like just like really that's dramatic yeah. just like a really hot tub of water and i'm you're trying like, to be you're cool like a it. king spa chilling <laughs> yeah 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 There's yeah 15 yeah. naked korean men <laughs> circling you <laughs> and i'm so i'm so worried i'm so i'm so worried about my physique i can't even realize there's 15 naked people here like i could be just chilling with these guys yeah yeah that kind yeah, of thing exactly i don't know if that metaphor works but i'm we're that, going with that it did. <laughs> we extended it <laughs> Whether it worked or not, we yeah, did. We, we did. You it. brought we that did. right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. How you? What you thinking? What you feeling? I'm good. Let's let's. I think we could wrap. Do you want to do? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm good. Land the plane. All right. So check out one word or so thoughts, feelings, something that stuck with you. How, how did this go? Uh, I felt good about it. Yeah, I feel like we got to connect. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, and and talk and yeah, that feels that feels real human. I like that. How about you? The corner of my eyes feel tired from smiling. Mm. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, we got some. Nice. We got some already laughs. We've had we we've been kind of straight on the line mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks, so we appreciate you for that. And thoughts. I'm really thinking about that. Uh, living as your bravest self. Yeah, mm. as a part of process that was deep, and I have to pee really bad. Oh yeah, so go ahead and pee. So man. Let's get out right now. <laughs> I just want to say, you know, I really like what y'all do, man. The fact that you guys have all kinds of artists, activists, organizers um, uh, on the show, I feel like that's really unique and it's dope. Uh, and keep doing what y'all do. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, how can uh, how can folks find you in the ways you want to be found in the world? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Check us out every first Thursday. Congrats on your success at Uncharted Books. The next one will be March seventh. I don't know when this is gonna air. Uh, also check out Easy Season Two, Episode Three on Netflix. Uh, Damon got a piece, so let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <All> right. <laughs> Much love to the people. Peace. <laughs> this episode of Ergo is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad, so we didn't.